0: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com
1: Welcome back to Orange Nation. Paulie and Steve with you. I am in Greensboro. Steve in the Qs. Uh, Beastie Boys, our artist of the day. I'm sure Stan Cotton is a huge fan of the Beastie Boys. I uh, Licensed to Ill, a tape that Stephen Fonte never owned, which is a which is just sacrilege for somebody in our age range. I don't know why you find that so funny, but no, I, I still listen to them. Just, I just did not have the entire album. That's all. It, it, it's funnier to me that you were up watching commercials at night that had like get the greatest <laughs> rap songs of today on KTEL, and you were out buying those four ninety nine cassettes. Yeah, well, I was like fifteen. I was saving my money for other stuff. What? What? What, what did you have? <laughs> I don't know. Go out to eat with my friends. I don't know. Buy sneakers. Oh, Who knows? Tully's. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who knows? All right. I, I'm, enough of you, Paulie. I don't want to keep our guests. You guys waiting. have fun. Yes, we will. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pot down, Paulie, for the next ten minutes as we are pleased to be joined now by the voice of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Our good friend Stan Cotton joining us. Stan, how
0: are you? Doing great. How are you guys?
1: Uh, we're doing well. We're doing well. Let, let's start with Saturday, and we'll work our way to to tomorrow's rematch. What stood out to you, other than Jesse Edwards, maybe? Uh, what stood out to you from uh, from Saturday's uh, first game inside the dome?
0: <laughs> well, not not a whole lot stood out that was uh, very positive. Uh, that's for sure. You know, from a Wake perspective, uh, you know the the free throw disparity was was disappointing. I'm not saying it, it, it was. The game was called incorrectly, but you know Syracuse shot twenty-four foul shots. Wake shot six, and that's not been uh, a situation that's really hit Wake a whole lot this year. Now, part of that is you know you know Syracuse in the zone, and I think probably that that results in fewer fouls and all that kind of stuff. And Wake wasn't able to get it to the rim and all that, but that you know Wake's turnovers and 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 you know Syracuse getting so many free throws. That that just can't happen. Uh, you you can't put, put put you know your opponent on the on the foul line like that, and especially on the road. And, and on top of that, turn it over and have a chance to win. So, uh, you know, Wake's what, got to find a way to get that ball to the rim somehow and, and get to the free throw line itself. And good grief, you got to protect the basketball. You just have to value the possession of the ball. I mean that 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 you know that's just a, a tenet really of of any sport. Uh, valuing the ball, and and Wake didn't do a good job of that uh, at all against Syracuse in Game 1.
1: You know, we we saw Wake Forest take 39 threes, only made 10 of them uh, well below their season average. Was it a case of Wake just kind of had an off-shooting night? Was it a case of, you know, the, the zone... Looked a little bit better, and I know you haven't seen the zone game in and game out like we have. It, it seemed a little more active, but you know, was it was it more wake just missing shots, or was it you know Syracuse did a nice job defensively?
0: You know, it's a good question. The first time I'd you know seen the zone this year live, I, I thought it was a whole lot better than than advertised, and maybe you guys would be a, certainly would be a better judge of you know how the zone was compared to the the four game losing streak that Syracuse. Uh, had been on going into the game, but I, but I thought, you know, you know, once Wake's shooters got the ball ready to shoot, they, they had a guy in their face more times than not. So I, I would credit Syracuse uh, with that, and maybe just the the energy of the night uh, helped in that regard. I, I don't know, but uh, and again, Wake without its three point shooter uh, Demorey Monsanto, it, 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 the Deeks have just not been the same since he got hurt. In the last couple of seconds of the uh, uh, the NC State game, two or three games prior to that Syracuse game. Now that doesn't mean that Wake doesn't have other capable three point shooters. It does, but uh, that night Syracuse got the best of them. And, and, and I think from 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 my seat there, it, it looked like the zone was 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 pretty good and more up to uh, where I think Jim Beheim would 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 want it to be.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any question. You said maybe they fed off the old three team being back and the you know, the Jersey retirement. I, I I think all of that played into it. They they seem to be playing with a purpose on Saturday that uh, you know, maybe they, they didn't have during that four game losing streak. I, I do want to ask you about adjustments now because, you know, both teams are gonna make some tweaks as you get ready for the rematch a few days later. And there's there's kind of a, a theory up here That Wake Forest purposely did not double team Jesse Edwards because they knew they were locked into the eight-nine game, and their plan all along is the game that actually matters. They're gonna, you know, draw, you know, they're gonna send a second guy at him whenever he touches the ball uh, tomorrow afternoon. Do do you expect them to to change the way they go about defending Jesse? uh, You know, based on what we saw on Saturday.
0: Well, they better change. They better change something. Uh, I mean, he was, he was really fun to watch. I mean, he, he really was. I mean, he, he was just, uh, I mean, everywhere. Uh, you know, a couple of blocked shots. Uh, now, he did miss some free throws, but, you know, he, was, he had five steals in the game. Uh, he had 11 of 15 from the field. And just, you know, he was terrific. I mean, that, that really, uh, when, when I cast my ACC ballots, uh, all ACC ballots. I mean, having seen him and, and having seen him do that, they, he moved way up uh, my voting chart. I can I can promise you that. And I, I don't know what Wake will do in terms of uh, of changing things around for, for this matchup, but I, but I don't think uh, that they were, you know, hiding anything of what they really wanted to do. I, I just, that doesn't sound like Steve Forbes to me. I mean, he, he wants to win, I don't think he would have done that and and taken uh, anything away from his team's chances of winning that game just so they could win the game coming up. I just, uh, I don't, that's not Steve Forbes. It's really not. And so, um, but he's good basketball coaches. All these ACC coaches are, he will change something. I I don't know what it will be. Um, And, you know, we'll just have to wait and see until, until the game unfolds. But uh Uh, And just like Jim Beheim will will do, he's going to come up with a wrinkle or two as well. And that's part of, uh, you know, the fun of of watching teams go at it, especially, you know, with a short amount of time between two games. It's going to be, I think, uh, easily discernible what the changes are uh, not too deep into the first half.
1: You just mentioned, Stan, uh, your, your ACC ballot. Uh, you know, our ACC ballots were due on Sunday. Uh, I will tell you that I had one Tyree Appleby as my player of the year. Um, instead, it goes to uh, the, uh, the, the best player, the, maybe the highest profile player on the team that finishes as the number one seed in the conference. Were you surprised that the first player in the history of this conference to, to lead the ACC in, in points and assists in the same season did not win player of the year?
0: Yeah, I, I was uh, a little surprised. You know, all these these ballots are always going to be uh, subjective, right? And that's that's okay. Uh, I, you know, we can we can have that discussion and argument. I just uh, one thing too that I, that I maybe was overlooked. I mean, he was certainly Appleby led the league in scoring and assists. You know, he was right behind uh, Judah Mintz by a few steals of leading the league in steals too. Oh, and by the way, he also led in minutes played. So, you know, you got a guy that, you know, you're, the, the name of the game is trying to score more points than the other team, right? And so here's, here, here's what Appleby did. He scored more points than anybody in the league on average. And when he wasn't scoring, he was helping players score at a higher clip than anybody uh, in the league. And he was right there at the top of taking it away from the other team so they can't score. I, to me, that just shouts player of the year, but but I also get the other argument. I, I, but I just don't subscribe to, and I think Wong is a great player. Don't don't get me wrong; he was terrific against Wake in Miami. I really, really, really like him. I just you know, is it going to be the most valuable player in, in the league, or is it going to be best player on the best team? I you know, um, and, and if that's the case, then okay, let's take the the best team Miami and pick one of its players to win player of the year because Miami was the best team. They're the number one seed. So, um, again, all of this is uh, subjective, and, and, and I get that a lot. This was, I don't know, maybe been doing this for a long time. This was one of the more difficult years in trying to, you know, separate the first five from the second five from the third five. I, you know, it's just really, really difficult this year, but uh, – uh, you know, I, I said, I was surprised that Apple, but I think he should have been player of the year, but it really does not surprise me that, uh, that, that he didn't get it in, in, in a lot of ways. It's not all that surprising, but it was, you know, fairly close. Um, but I know this, uh, Wake would not have been half the team that it was, uh, and Wake Wake's won 18 games, but, uh, It wouldn't be half the team without Tyree Appleby, that's pure. He's been a pleasure to watch. He's a great young man. Win, lose, draw, he's always the same. He's always got a smile on his face. And I think the Syracuse fans saw, you know, he was diving all over the court. He was, he just, he just loves playing the game, and he's been a whole lot of fun to watch. And, and that
1: three that he banked in at the end of the shot clock, that <laughs> I mean, that, that changed the momentum. I mean, Wake all of a sudden after that hit like four threes in a row right after that, and, and it started to get hot, and it, it got interesting. But, uh, yeah, it, it, listen, you make a, a very compelling case for for why uh, he deserved to be a Player of the Year in this conference. I, I guess last one for you, Stan, before we get you out of here. I mean, what what uh, what does your gut tell you about this game tomorrow? What do you think it comes down to?
0: I, you know, I, I'm sure the Syracuse people or fans may be going, oh, gosh, you know, it, it's hard to beat a team twice in a few days. And, and, and Wake has run into that scenario uh, a few times over the years. and um, But, I, you know, it's I, – I don't know. I, I, Wake has just not been playing good basketball. I, you know, this is a uh, game that's going to put two teams together that combined have lost eight of their last ten. Um, you know, Syracuse four out of five. Wake four out of five. Now Syracuse comes in has to. You have to give them kind of a, a little edge because they they did break their four game streak. They beat Wake Forest, so they they should feel good about it. And Wake really struggled. You know, with with, with Edwards. Uh, you know, Gerard only hits one three in that game, but still has sixteen points and and did his damage. Um, so Wake's gotta gotta make some adjustments if they're going to have a chance. They've got to find a way to get somebody you know, at that free throw line with a ball who can turn and face the basket and make some things happen, help get it to the rim. Uh, because if they don't do that, you know, Wake's going to have to make 15 threes, um, something like that. If you if you say, well, game two is going to be kind of like game one, Wake's going to have to uh, make some more threes and certainly not put uh, – uh, Syracuse hit the pre throw line, like it did the other night. So, we'll see. I don't know. I, I you know, I, I'd say it's a pick them. You know, toss the coin. I, I don't know. I think you know most eight nine games are right. Right,
1: right. That's a great point. Uh, and again, it all gets underway less than twenty four hours from now. It'll be almost halftime right now uh, in twenty four hours. Uh, noon tip between Syracuse Wake Forest and that eight nine game down at Greensboro. Stan, thanks so much for coming on. We we very much appreciate it.
0: You bet. You bet. Thank you. All right, the
1: voice of the Demon Deacon, Stan Cotton, will hit a timeout. Mike Waters coming your way at the top of the hour as we continue to preview the ACC tournament down in Greensboro. Back after this on ESPN Radio.
0: Uh I-